Welcome to Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly Bible study. Please join Dr. Steve Wood every week where we can all collectively grasp a better understanding of God through His Word. This podcast will be published every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood zero zero two at gmail dot com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to HBC Prayer List twenty twenty at gmail dot com. Good evening everyone. Welcome to our Wednesday evening podcast. We're glad that you're able to join us tonight. This will be my last podcast and we're finishing up with the book of Jeremiah. And in fact uh, tonight we're going to be looking at a little bit of lamentations because Jeremiah was also the author of the book of Lamentations as he was lamenting the things that had happened in the book of Jeremiah, the uh, Babylonians taking over and and, uh, the people going into captivity. So uh, anyway, tonight we're going to be looking at some of the things that uh, Jeremiah has to say in Lamentations that might be helpful for us as well. But we're starting tonight with a subject, a mixed blessing. A mixed blessing is the title of tonight's message, and it's taken from Jeremiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 6, primarily. So let us look at Jeremiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 6, and then in just a little bit, we'll be looking at some of the things in the book of Lamentations as well. But uh, Jeremiah chapter 40, beginning with verse 1. It says, This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Nebzandan, captain of the guard, released him at Ramah. When he found him, he was bound in chains with all the exiles of Jerusalem and Judea who were being exiled to Babylon. The captain of the guard took Jeremiah and said to him, The Lord your God decreed this disaster on this place, and the Lord has fulfilled it. He has done just what He decreed, because your people have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed Him, this thing has happened. Now pay attention. Today I'm setting you free from the chains that were on your hands. If it please you to come with me to Babylon, come and I will take care of you. But if it seems wrong for you to come with me to Babylon, go no further. Look, the whole land is in front of you. Wherever it seems good and right for you to go, go there. When Jeremiah had not yet turned to go, Nebzanadan said to him, Return to Gedaliah, son of Achim, son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has appointed over the cities of Judea, and stay with him among the people, or go wherever you want to go. So the captain of the guard gave him a ration and a gift and released him. Jeremiah therefore went to Gedaliah, son of 
Achahim at Mizpah and stayed with him among the people who returned to the land. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight for the blessings of being able to study your word together. We thank you for this reading from your word. We pray that tonight we might be able to gather things that would be helpful, beneficial, would encourage, and not discourage. And I pray your blessings on those that are listening. Bless our church. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The fall of Jerusalem in 586 B.C. was a tragic turning point in Israel's history. It was also the climax of Jeremiah's prophetic ministry. God's judgment had come to pass, just as Jeremiah had said that it would, just as God had declared to Jeremiah to preach. He had obeyed God's word and spoken truth, but the fulfillment of this message grieved him deeply. In response, he wrote the book of Lamentation, as I mentioned a moment ago. These poems connected the justice, sovereignty, and love of God and ultimately affirmed that His mercies are new every morning. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 21 through 26 tells us about this. Chapter 3, verse 22 says, Because the Lord's great love, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassion never fails. The Babylonians had heard of Jeremiah and his prophecies, verses 2 and 3 tells us, which turned out to be a mixed blessing for Jeremiah. He wasn't forced to go into exile, They set him free to go wherever he liked, verse 4 tells us. What were his options? He could travel to Babylon, the enemy's home, where his fellow Jews were being exiled. But many of them viewed him as a kind of traitor or collaborator because he had foretold of their defeat. Never mind it was God's word, never mind that it was God that was telling him to say these things. And they were blaming Jeremiah to an extent for their captivity. Or he could stay in Jerusalem, occupied by the Babylonians, the temple burned, the walls torn down, and the land empty of all but the poorest of people. It must have felt like a lose-lose situation or choice that Jeremiah had to make. What happened? Well, simply put, his ministry continued. The word of the Lord continued to come to him, verse 1 tells us. He decided to stay and advise Gildalah, the newly appointed imperial governor. Now notice it's not a king, but a governor. And the Babylonians gave him provisions 
and a present, a gift of some sort that the Bible doesn't describe. That was the means of his survival in a conquered country, stripped of its people and its, and its resources, as verses 5 and 6 tell us. The bottom line, God continued to watch over, protect, and provide for his prophet. The Babylonians thought they were in control, but it was really the Lord that was in control. The pagan world superpowers was following God's plan exactly. This is why he could continue to trust in God, even though lamenting the loss of all he had ever known. That is telling us today that no matter what we're facing, what we're experiencing, we can face it because God is in control in our lives as well as in the world. And we can say with Jeremiah, the Lord is good to those who hope, whose hope is in Him. That's Lamentation chapter 3, verse 25. With Jeremiah, we can pray, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait on Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. This is found in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 24 and 26. Even as we experience earth's pain, our hope remains. Now let us notice Jeremiah's desperate reality. Lamentation 3.21 says, Yet I call this to mind. And therefore I have hope. Let's first look at what Jeremiah latched on to when his world was falling apart. Verse 21, in reality, is a hinge on which the book of Jeremiah's life turns. And it's beginning to transition from the book of Jeremiah to the book of Lamentations. Jeremiah's focus is to bring truth to the forefront of his mind. Like a computer that defaults to a certain setting, each of us have a despair dis default. If we don't reconfigure our minds we will slide down the slippery slope of discouragement and complaint. Here's how it works. If Jeremiah just focused on those things that were filling his mind, the circumstances around him. Now remember, Judea had been defeated. The Babylonians were in control. They had torn down the walls around Jerusalem and they had destroyed the temple in which the Judeans had worshipped for these many years. The temple of Solomon. This beautiful edifice 
has been destroyed. And this was a matter of real sadness for the prophet. As Jeremiah is focusing on these things, he then turns his mind to say, Remember my affliction, my homelessness, the wormwood, and the poison. I continually remember them and have become depressed. This is verses 19 and 20. We all would be. In order to break out of this pattern, this cycle of despair, Jeremiah needed to be vigilant about what he allowed himself to think about. He needed to bring other things to mind. He needed to call them up from his memory, from his hard drive, if you will, in his mind, and make himself think about what was true. So in verse 21, he declares, Yet this I call to mind. What Jeremiah did was something we need to do as well. We need to engage our will, our purpose, and deliberately focus on the things other than our problems. All of us are going to run into walls. All of us are going to have hard knocks. All of us are going to be discouraged at one time or another. We have to force ourselves to remember truth. Recall a verse from your mind, even when you don't feel like doing it. And when you call up that verse of Scripture, God will begin to restore hope to our lives by crowding out the hopelessness that is threatening to shipwreck our lives. And notice Jeremiah's decision to rely, to rely upon the Lord. Verses 22 and 23 of Lamentations 3, the mood of despair was displaced by the beautiful affirmation of hope but what Jeremiah calls to the forefront of his thoughts. Now, what did Jeremiah call to his mind? What did he focus on while he was hurting? What did he lock into when he was trapped by all the rubble of his life? Well, it's found in verses 22 and 23. These contain two phrases that help displace despair with renewal. The first recall is found in the beginning of verse 22. He says, Because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. Why doesn't God destroy us or consume us, as Jeremiah is saying here? He could, and often maybe he should, he could because He is God. And He should because we're all sinners. If left alone, 
Our sins would completely consume us. If it were not for God and His loving kindness, His great love, we would all be at a loss. We would all be on our way to a devil's hell. You know, we all walk closer to the edge than we think. There's a thin line between disaster and prosperity, joy and sorrow, laughter and tears, life and death. And then notice the second recall is in verse 23. He says, They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He is noticing that God constantly shows blessings to him. And then last, Jeremiah makes a de declaration of reliability in verses 24 and 25. He says, I say, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will put my hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait on him, to the person who seeks him. There's no greater hope than knowing that God is totally reliable. God has been and always will be reliable. In my decades of ministry, I talked to many people who indicated that they have not experienced God's faithfulness. Occasionally, the reason surfaced like unconfessed sins, a vengeful spirit, pride, addictions, and the like. But when no sin was evident and the person submitted daily to Jesus as Lord, read the Bible, prayed persistently, the best advice I could offer was talk to God about your problem and keep doing what you're doing. God is faithful, and I believe that individual will eventually recognize that He is faithful. The Bible tells us of people who faced the same sorts of problems that Jeremiah was facing and the same kinds of problems that we face today. The prophet Jeremiah went through a time when God actually seemed like an enemy. He talks about that in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 1 through 18. In striking imagery, he describes his anguish over a God who, as Jeremiah says, he rejects my prayers in verse 8. He felt as if God was hunting him down in verses 10 through 12. But as he expressed his sorrow, Jeremiah saw a light that pierced the darkness and restored his hope in the Lord, verses 21 through 26. If God seems to be far away from you, even though you're trusting him and trying to do his will, don't despair. Talk to him about it. Tell him just exactly what you're experiencing. Tell him your thoughts. 
keep on doing what you're doing that you know that's, that's right. And the light is going to break through, Jeremiah tells us. And when it does, we will be immeasurably better off for it. Our daily bread, a daily devotional, talks about that. And it goes on to say, if you're in a tunnel of discouragement, keep walking toward the light. That's what Jeremiah was doing, wasn't it? And then in verses 25 through 27, there's a threefold reference to goodness. In verse 25, Jeremiah continues to speak words of great hope. Hope being the absolute expectation of coming good. He says, The Lord is good to those who wait on Him, to the person who seeks Him. Jeremiah called out in praise. Great is your faithfulness, he said. We even sing about that today, don't we? He has taken back the downturn in his life and looked at the limitless supply of God's grace offered to him. Because of this, Jeremiah resolves to wait on God, wait on Him to act, bringing about the grace of God in his life that was offered to him. Because of this, Jeremiah resolves to look to the Lord and see the restoration and the blessings that he gives him. He could trust God despite his circumstances because he now understood how inexhaustible was God's supply of law, love, and compassion. Those who truly trust in God do not complain or despair even when things go wrong. Maybe because of the society in which we live, we're, as God's people, trusting in Him. Disobedience to God can cause great pain, but the doorway out of discouragement leads to the Lord who is good to those who wait on Him, verse 25 says. Our circumstances change, and so do our feelings about them. But God is always good, loving, compassionate, faithful, and never changing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jeremiah suffered as God did His work through the Babylonians and conquered Judea. But then, seeing the prophecy of that defeat come true, he was saddened. But God restored him as he turned to the Lord, and he will do the same for us. In whatever it is that we have, that we're suffering with, he is the same, and we can trust him as Jeremiah did. Father, we thank you tonight for this last 
sermon on Jeremiah and what he had to go through. None of us, I don't think, have suffered like Jeremiah suffered. But he, even though he was discouraged, was able to turn back to the Lord and allow you to be his hope, his trust. Be the one who supplied his needs. Thank you for doing that for us today. I pray your blessings on our church and our, search, uh, our services this next Lord's Day. And we pray that your continued blessings will be seen by each of us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at stevewood. 002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to HBC Prayer List 2020 at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless.